Okay, so I will read from John chapter 15, verses 5 to 17 from the Common English Bible. And as you can tell from the photos, we have, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. If you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown out and dries up. Those branches are gathered up, thrown into a fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. God is glorified when you produce much fruit and in this way prove that you are my disciples. As God has loved me, I too have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I kept God's commandments and remain in God's love. I have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. This is my commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. No one has greater love than to give up one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I don't call you servants any longer because servants don't know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends because everything I heard from God, I have made known to you. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you could go and produce fruit and so that your fruit could last. As a result, whatever you ask of God in my name, God will give you. I give you these commandments so that you can love each other. The word of God for the people of God. Greetings one and all. Uh, just as a reminder for some of you who may not uh, know who I am, I'm Jeff Browning and a parish associate at uh, First Presbyterian Church and uh, helping out while Bruce is away. And uh, I was also the peacemaking advocate for the Presbytery of San Jose for many years. So it's good to be with you. I would just uh, remind you that, uh, that uh, today is World Communion Sunday and also the Sunday that we collect the Peace and Global Witness uh, special offering funds for this uh, offering go to support uh, efforts of peace and justice around the world, including right here in our own community. So uh, please contribute as you're able. <clears throat> now, I have to say um, that to be honest, um, I'm feeling pretty anxious these days. I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, you know, there's the drought in California, there's wildfires around Western states, there's disinformation about vaccines and the pandemic that are causing more harm and putting people's lives at risk. There's a continuing effort by some to provoke political violence and division. And then there are the people in Afghanistan and Haiti and many other countries, people who are threatened with 
death and violence. And don't even get me started about the crisis taking place in Washington with the future of our climate response hanging in the balance. Now, I doubt that I'm the only one who has these concerns. So if you have concerns yourself, feel free to list them in the chat. But let's begin with prayer. Please pray with me. O God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts bring us closer to the love of the world and one another. In Christ's name, amen. Sometimes it's hard to cling to hope when that things can change for the better. Sometimes it's hard to believe that we human beings are up to the task of governing ourselves with justice and concern for the greater good or stewarding the bountiful resources of the earth for the benefit of all. Having said that, and with all the negative messages around us these days, I believe the world needs to hear the gospel of love and justice more now than ever before. And more than just hearing that message, the world needs us to embody that message. Well, I think it's safe to say that we are all somewhere on the spectrum between concern and hair on fire about the threats to democracy and civility in our country. It's important to remind ourselves who we are and what we are here for. And that is what Jesus does in this passage in the Gospel of John this morning. Jesus says that he is the vine and we are the branches. In other words, we must stay connected and grounded in God and Christ in our faith in order to bear fruit. But there's another element of this that we must also pay attention to. And that is that as branches of the vine, we are also connected to one another. Now, there may be many elements of our modern lives that are driving us apart. 70 to 80% of adults listen regularly to broadcast news of some kind. And I'm sure you've heard the cliche that if it bleeds, it leads. And the impact of those negative messages may be subtle, but they're there nonetheless. And people who follow the news are most likely to say that people are just out for themselves. Someone once observed that news is to the mind what sugar is to the body. And as a confessed news hound myself, I have to say that that sounds true to me. And there's another area where we find ourselves being separated from one another. Social media makes the claim that they're bringing us together. But so often they're creating more division than connection. Social media companies have found ways to keep us clicking on that next video or replying to somebody's comment. The algorithms are actually designed to foment the tribalism, dare I say, disagreement 
that drives more attention and adds to their bottom line. Facebook was even found to be a tool by the Myanmar government to foment hostility and genocide against the Rohingya Muslim community. And of course, we can't ignore the political and cultural conflicts that have become so pervasive in recent years. The rhetoric used by many has exacerbated division and even fomented the use of violence around the country and yes, in the nation's capital. To be honest, it's times like this that I'm tempted to go all in on Calvinism and admit that maybe he wasn't too far off when he declared the total depravity of the human condition. And yet, I also believe that this is not the end of the story. Jesus knew what his fate would be, but he also knew that that wasn't the end of the story. Jesus knew that we are all connected to one another and to God. As we read earlier, Jesus says that he is the vine and we are the branches. But I would like to suggest an alternative metaphor. Have you ever thought about what the largest organism on earth may be? No, it's not the blue whale. And no, it's not even the General Sherman giant sequoia in National Sequoia, in Sequoia National Park. The largest organism on the earth so far that we found is the honey mushroom that's found in Oregon and that covers nearly three and a half square miles, most of which is underground. And what we see above ground is a mushroom, but the network of mycelium tendrils that are connected to everything in the forest are underground. And recent scientific research even reveals that trees communicate with one another using this vast underground fungal network of mycelium to provide nutrients to other trees and to defend themselves from pathogens and pests. So you see this mycelium is connected to everything in the forest and provides a network for maintaining a healthy forest ecosystem. So perhaps we should say that Jesus is a mushroom and we are the mycelium. What do you think? You think that'll catch on? Well, if you don't, I encourage you to Google mushroom Jesus sometime. It's pretty hilarious. But think about this for a second. The forest is only as healthy as the mycelium just below the surface. We are all part of this social ecosystem in our communities and our country are healthy or not healthy without this social ecosystem. But I've been curious about another conundrum that may provide some light about this conundrum, Calvinist conundrum 
of human depravity. We all know that there were several hominid species that evolved in prehistory, including the Neanderthals. And yet only Homo sapiens have survived. Have you ever wondered why that is? According to Darwin's theory of survival of the fittest, we would not be the most likely candidate. Neanderthals were bigger, stronger, more durable, they had larger brains. So what made us so special? And why did Homo sapiens survive when the Neanderthals did not? Some have suggested that given our long history of war, that we survived by being more fierce, cruel, or murderous. In other words, perhaps we wiped them out. Maybe Calvin was right after all, except that there isn't any archeological evidence to support that hypothesis. Alternatively, in his book, Humankind, Rutger Bregman suggests that our superpower is our sociability, our friendliness, our ability to form connections with others. It's our ability to connect one another that is our greatest strength. And because of that, Bregman renames us not Homo sapiens, but Homo puppy. The last ice age was a sort of environmental environment where sociability and working together were critical to survival. And I guess this is also a time where working together is critical to our survival. Our climate is on the brink. Our democracy is on the brink. Some are fomenting division and tribalism us against them. But the message of the gospel is that Jesus is the mushroom, I mean the vine, and we are the branches. We are all connected to one another. And how do we know that we're connected? Because as Jesus says, we love one another. We must maintain that social ecosystem that is critical to repairing and healing the world. Now, we see examples of this all around us. Some of you are going to be walking in the crop walk today. Some of you are contributing to those that are walking. Some of you are doing this because you love the community. You love those who are in need. You're doing it for their benefit. Youth community service that LEAF has been involved with for so many years helps young people serve one another, gives them an opportunity to help others and learn that it feels good to help and support others. Hotel Design and the Opportunity Center that this church has been so committed to for so long. 
is a way of sending nutrients along the vine that produces love and connection. When we help others, it feels good because it strengthens the bonds between us. There's a kind of dopamine rush that we get when we help one another. And so I'll leave you with one last story. Nationwide, about a quarter of the workers in retirement homes are immigrants. In Northern Virginia, there is a retirement home called Goodwin House. And many of the workers there come from all over the world, Sierra Leone, Haiti, Mexico, and other places. And they were ready to become citizens, but they didn't have enough money to afford the citizenship application fee. They didn't know how to navigate um, prepping for the, the citizenship test that they have to take. And so this group of residents raised thousands of dollars and then raised their hands to help tutor the residents and what it means to for the constitutional amendments, the Federalist Papers, the rights of the US citizens. They worked with their cooks, their janitors, their health aides. And in the end, this cooperative effort resulted in almost 90 US citizens. And it has brought the residents and the workers closer together. So don't believe the lies that we can't get along or that we are too different from one another. Remember that our superpower is in being connected to one another. Jesus is the vine and calls us to love one another. Feel free to join me as we read this together. I am the vine, you are the branches. I have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. This is my commandment that you love each other just as I have loved you. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Thank you, O oh God, for the beauty of this day and for our time together. Guide us as we work together as we connect to one another, as we provide the health and social ecosystem to heal the earth and to heal what heals us. Guide us in this rest of the service and in the days of Christ's name, amen.